The Bible Study Podcast, episode 659. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 16. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Chapter 15, you may recall, was God making the first covenant with Abram. God basically promising to raise up from him a nation, that he was going to have a son and that he was going to have descendants as many as the stars in the sky. And so clearly chapter 16 is going to be Sarah gets pregnant, they have a son, and everybody lives happily ever after. But that is not what happens. Chapter 16, Hagar and Ishmael. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan ten years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord God judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her what you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord said to her, You are now pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him, and he will live in hostility towards all his brothers. So she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Bir Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. And so Abram has a son, but this is as we're going to see, not the plan, or this is not what God was promising. Although Ishmael, God hears, is what Ishmael means, is going to become the father of another nation. And Ishmael is going to become the father of the Arab peoples. And if you think about all of the enmity that has happened, especially in recent years, between those who are Jewish, the Israelis, and those who are Arabs, Thank Sarai. Although Sarai doesn't 
seem like she was particularly good at taking credit for this, right? She's the one who goes to Abram and says, basically, I've, I've given up hope. This is what she's saying. I am too old to have children. And so this can't be the plan because we know that I am too old to have children. And that's, that's the unspoken words here. And so take my slave as another wife. And this was a society where people will take multiple wives, and we will see that in other places in the story. Not that it always goes well. I would have to say, in fact, it never goes well in the story of the patriarchs, I would have to say. But she gives her slave, Hagar, this Egyptian slave, to Abram. Uh, Abram doesn't say no. We, we can certainly say that. Abram says okay. And suddenly it's his fault uh, because when her slave, Hagar, gets pregnant, she holds it over Sarai and she says, basically, I'm pregnant and you're not. And Sarai gets mad at Abram for this idea that she had. And we can laugh at Sarai, except that we hit the exact same way sometimes, I believe. This is a story that could be in modern days as much as it could be then, except for perhaps the multiple wives part. But basically, the I had an idea, you did what I said, and now I'm mad at you for it, that sounds all pretty familiar. And so... They try and go and make God's plan happen. And they try and do something that, as we'll see next week, was not what God had in mind. And we end up with Ishmael. And Hagar is given this rather mixed information about her son. She's told, you'll have a son. He'll become a great nation, too numerous to count. But on the other hand, he will be against everyone, and everyone will be against him, and he will live in hostility towards his brothers. I mean, that is not the best news. And it looks like, if you just stop at the end of this chapter, that God has sent Hagar back to Sarai, and so everything is going to be well again. As we'll see going forward, again, that's not the case. So what does this have to do with us? So first of all, there's going to be some problems that are going to come from this. And we we mentioned the problems in modern days between the people who are Arab and the people who are Jewish, the people who are Israelis, is one obvious example of this. But we were told just right there that Ishmael is going to be living in enmity with any future brother. And there's going to be, there has already been strife between Sarai and Hagar over this whole thing. But what does this come from? This comes from a lack of faith. God just made a promise, and he just made it again. God had made this promise before, and he renews it and says, I'm going to make you a great nation. And it seems like Sarai is trying to force the issue that her faith has reached its limit, that God can't work through her. And I don't know if you've ever had that feeling that God can't work through me. It must be someone else. But Sarai, at least, was wrong. 
We'll see that as we move forward in the book. But Sarai was wrong, that God could still work through her in ways that will seem to her miraculous. And God can work through us, not always depending how much we think he will be able to, not always depending on whether we feel that we have the energy, the strength, the youth, the capabilities, the talents, whatever it is that we think we need, God sees things differently. And God sees us differently. And God makes his plans. And even the whole plan about working in the world through us can seem a little crazy if he only knew us. But that is God's plan. It was his plan for Sarai. It is his plan for us. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.